Today's scripture reading is Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Morning. I know this is kind of a different Sabbath worship service, but I... I think it's a very important thing that we do. Why do we have a safety team? Have you ever asked that question? (laughs) Uh, I guess the main reason is so that we can all enjoy, be inspired, uplifted by the worship service. Uh, There's different times we're living in these days. Here at Marshall, we've experienced some different things. We've had people that have fallen and and injured themselves in the parking lot. Uh, We've had several medical emergencies. Uh, And I guess this is a good point to remember Matt's demonstration with the defibrillator and stuff. Everybody know where it is? Just outside the door, sanctuary door. Uh, So... And uh, we'll remember how to use that. Hopefully we don't have to, but it could mean the difference between extending someone's life and it being cut short. Uh, We also have uh, fire extinguishers at each of the doors. Uh, There's one in the back of the sanctuary and one by the kitchen. Uh, may seem like a little bit of an overkill, but uh, we've had a, we were at at Culver's a couple of years ago, and we were walking out to the car after we'd eaten, and we just walked out the door, and I saw a car pull in not too far from where we were parked, and the lady shut it off, and she no more than shut it off, and flames shot out from underneath the hood of the car, and... I was fortunately able to 
get a fire extinguisher from inside the restaurant and extinguish it before it did too much damage. But it was, by the time I got back to the car with the fire extinguisher, it was getting pretty serious. And uh, it's just some of those little things that can be big things if they're not tended to right away. Uh, We have had a couple of instances of interpersonal disputes, to be discreet, uh, that fortunately were able to be resolved because we had people in the foyer. Uh, On a fairly regular basis, we get people coming to us uh, soliciting financial aid. Uh, those are all things that have to be handled and handled discreetly. Uh, and in, in light of current events involving churches, we've just decided to be proactive and not to let ourselves be a soft target. Uh, I think a, a big part of what we've done is to avoid the possibility of our children being in an accident in the parking lot or the street or being abducted or abused, no child under 16 is allowed out the door without a parent or guardian. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to take that risk. Uh, The rest of the guys have pieces and parts to this, uh, but the big thing that we want to ensure is that we do due diligence and take all the necessary precautions that we can to avoid problems if we possibly can. So with that said, John's up next. In light of what Bob was saying about the fire at Culver's the other day, Nancy had an appointment in the eye department at the clinic. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden... There's a lot of activity going on. And finally, I heard someone say that someone in the back had coded. Must have scared the <laughs> out of them with a threatening eye surgery or something. But anyway, when we talk about the defibrillator, you don't know. If we knew, we, wouldn't, we would be better prepared. Um, so why do we do a safety Sabbath? Well, one reason we do it is that so the safety team is prepared, but more than that, we want you to be prepared. And although we're not going to do an evacuation today, uh, we will be in the near future, or in the future anyway, having one. And you, will, Rick is going to be covering some of that sort of thing. But um, And then one thing, one reason we... We'll have the evacuation thing one day. Is that so you know that when the safety team asks you or maybe tells you what to do, you will be prepared and and do it. Because we aren't uh, trying to just throw our weight around. We are actually trying to keep you safe in the case of an emergency. I want to read for just a a quick second here from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading verses 
3 and 6, and although I'm taking these quite a bit out of context, I think you'll get the idea here. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 3 says, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. And then verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Some people believe that their house of worship is in a safe area, free from violence, vandalism, and trouble. And in most cases, they're right. But violent acts, however, in or around worship centers have become more common, and this trend is likely to continue. That's why our church leaders are taking a more active role in developing safety plans and adding security upgrades around the building and the grounds. As you notice as you arrive each week that we are using our safety team members as greeters for two reasons. First of all and foremost, you should be greeted at the door. Second, they are our first line of defense. From their position at the door, they are able to detect any potential threats involving either suspicious people or vehicles in the lots or whatever, just to keep an eye on what is going on. We have established and are establishing more procedures for watching the exterior and the interior before during and after our services. So, what are we doing? First, we are the greeters. A job I believe most of us that are on the team truly enjoy. I know I do. And by being at the door, we are visible. And by being visible, we are a deterrent to anyone who has no good in mind. If they see people at the door, they've already uh, got caution <laughs> on their mind. And it is important that the entrance points of our building be limited and monitored. We have two doors that you come in on Sabbath morning and exit as you leave. The other two doors off the kitchen and back here have crash bars on, which means if you have to get out, you hit the bar and you're out. But there is no way to come in from the outside. And this uh, we obviously can't do on the other doors because it doesn't uh, work in that way. Um, and all exits, if you will notice, all exits are clearly identified and we try to make sure that the paths to the exits are clear. And if you see something sometime when you come in, either especially in the kitchen area or back here that is blocking an exit, move it. Because we need to be able to get out in case we have to. We have security systems in place. We're not uh, high-tech on that at all yet, at least. But... The main one, like I mentioned before, is the personnel that are visible. And security observations, in other words, what we look at, 
are conducted before, during, and after the services as well. The guys at the door and gals monitor the parking lots, the drives, and etc. And this is done so that we are aware of who is planning or seeking to enter and also who leaves. As Bob mentioned, if you're under 16, you're in here until your parents also take you out. We're just not going to take that chance. One of the items that I'm sure you've noticed over the years, and especially now, is the mirrors that we have. There's one on the pole out here that's been there for quite some time, and as a, one of our team is sitting at that door, we can see the parking lot, we can see the, the entrance to the parking lot, and also who is walking up to the door. Over the last couple of weeks, we added three new mirrors out here. They give us a clear vision of clear down that way in that parking lot, out this way so we can see who's driving in and also the circle drive and the one little mirror on the side of the building can show us exactly who's coming in the door. Um, and then the radios. I know it's a great fashion statement to have one of these things stuck in your ear. I know you all want one. But these we honestly have had very little use for. But there could come a day when these things are going to alert others in the team that there is something going on that we need help with. And we try to make sure that the two at the doors uh, have these, and then usually two more of us also have them. So there's four of us usually who are wired up, so to speak. And as I mentioned before, we have installed crash bars on the doors so that you can exit, but you can't enter. And we have a plan to install alarms on these doors where the crash bars are so that we know if someone goes out. And also, as Bob mentioned to me this morning, if someone is in here letting someone in, we will know. If that door opens, we're going to know about it. Not that we're trying to create an institution here or anything like that, but just so that we are aware of what is going on. And also, we are going to be installing new locks on the classrooms. It has been pointed out to us that these are not up to the code that we need to be uh, living up to in the fact that if you're on the inside and the door is locked, it is locked on the inside, and this is not safe. So we're going to be installing new locks on those doors so that if you're on the, even though the door is locked, if you're on the inside and have to evacuate, you can get out. So who is on the safety team? Well, I'm going to read the names, first names only. You'll figure out who they are, I'm sure. There's Bob and Dan and Rick, Tim, Melody, Donna, Bobby, Jeff, Steve, Walter, Joy, and myself. And these are people that, if you get a chance, say thank you, because we don't, uh, we don't collect a whole lot of pay for this job. And then one thing else, church security is more than sturdy locks, mirrors, radios, and even a safety team. It involves everyone, 
Everyone needs to be observant and responsive to any type of suspicious activity. In the saying that is so popular now, if you see something, say something. Talk to one of the team members or, or the guys at the door are the easiest to get to probably. If you see something, say something. Now I do believe that the good Lord is watching over us and our church, but I also believe that we need to do our part in watching out for each other, both when we are meeting here and at other times as well. And so I want to say thank you to each one of the team members and to each of you as our greater safety team. find the right button there. So I usually get to talk about the exits. Uh, John mentioned them just briefly, but I just wanted to formally go over that stuff with you. So Sylvia, can you turn on the roving mic? And then right behind you, turn off the two light switches so they can see a little better. So I just wanted to talk about uh, real quick, um, this is just a kind of an overview of our church building. So this is our entrance over by the, the parking lot there. These are our four Sabbath school rooms, the kitchen area, the mother's room, the two bathrooms, and then our sanctuary and the foyer. And this is just our platform and baptistry and the two little rooms up here. So just to, to kind of um, show you where to go depending on where you are in the building because where you're at. If there was an emergency, an alarm goes off, or if we as the safety team tell you we need to exit the building, we need you to listen and go right away to where we ask you to go. Um, you think about how the Lord gives us commands and, and tells us to listen, and as parents, you tell your kids to listen. And why is it that you want to teach them to listen? Well, one, you want to have less stress and you want to have an orderly household, right? But... There are also times where you might be concerned that there's going to be an emergency and you need them to listen to you. So it's important that they're trained to listen all the time so that when there is a, a real emergency, if you need them to listen, they listen without question. Um, that's the same kind of uh, concept we'd like to instill with you guys from a safety team perspective. We're here to help you in the event that there is an emergency. We need you to listen to what we ask you to do so that it helps everybody as a, as a team, we can all be safer. Um, from this perspective right here though, depending on where you're at, so if you were in this Sabbath school room, unless it was blocked by fire or, or some other um, thing, you would wanna go out that closest door there. Um, if you were up in this area of the church, either in the kitchen, your closest exit's gonna be that kitchen exit unless it's blocked. But otherwise, it would be to go out into, into the foyer and out our, our main double doors down here. If you're in the sanctuary, it really kind of depends where you're at. Obviously, our, our big double doors back there are able to handle more people at once to, to go out. And there's no steps to go up or anything like that. We have steps to get up on the platform and out this front door and then steps going down on the other side out, outside of that exit. But um, if you were up in this front area, this is your closer exit up here right through that 
exit sign and front door there. Um, it's just a crash bar, but there is a, a step going down on the outside. So from an exit perspective, that's kind of what you should be thinking about is where in the church am I? Where's the closest exit? And that would apply to any building. And I would encourage you guys as well. We, we took a little time and drew up this plan for in here at our church. But at home, especially if it's not just you and your wife, if you have kids, um, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you sit down with your family and talk about If there was a fire in the middle of the night and you're asleep, how do you get out? What do you do? Because if there was a fire, you might not be able to get to the kid's bedroom to get them out. You don't know what the circumstance is going to be. And so it's important that you just talk through those things so everybody in the family is on the same page. Everybody knows where to go um, to gather, those kind of things. Um, Sylvia, can you flip to the second picture? So one of the other things I want to talk about, and I just mentioned it, was gathering. Where do we gather if we exit? Again, as a safety team, we would be trying to help you guys and guide you to where to go. But in general, if you go out this exit down here by our parking lot, you want to gather right out here on this lawn, just straight out onto the lawn there. Um, if you go out either the kitchen exit or this exit right here, our main exit in the back, we want you to just go right out to the grass area on the other side of the driveway, the circle drive, and gather there. And if you went outside of this exit, we would want you to go and gather here under the trees. Um, so those are our main areas to gather. Again, depending on what the situation is, we might ask you to go somewhere else. Um, if there was a, a certain situation, maybe we would, a safety person would be here and they'd tell you to go gather here in area one. Um, as parents, if you have kids, ways that you can help us when we all have to exit, gather your family to you and make sure they're all accounted for right away. Um, and if there's somebody missing, talk to one of the safety members and we can help with that um, to, to get, um, make sure everybody, you know, is there, maybe they're in another group and we just need a radio to, to ask across, hey, are they outside the other door? And they are and, and we know they're accounted for. That's great. But we want to make sure everybody's accounted for if we, if we had to exit in, in case of an emergency. Um, Sylvia, can you flip back to the other picture real quick? Just uh, click on the, yeah. Um, the other thing I, I guess I should talk about, I don't think we've had to do it, but um, if we did have a tornado or that type of severe weather where we needed to seek shelter, you want to get into the safest areas in the building. And for us, that would be in this hallway um, where there's very few windows and where you have structure close around you. Um, I think uh, probably the bathroom areas would also be and um, some of those areas. Stuff like this where the mother's room, there's a really big window there. You probably wouldn't want to really be right in front of that window in case of something like that. And the same thing here in the church, you've got a lot, or the, the lobby, you've got a lot of uh, glass there. Um, but just be aware of that, that kind of that be our main main gathering area if we did have that type of an emergency. I think it's, it's really important that we always remember it's good to be prepared, whether it's what we're talking about here from an emergency perspective and answering, or whether it's in our spiritual life. And I wanted to read you a, a text. Yeah, you can flip the light back on, sorry. I wanted to read you a text from Proverbs uh, 6.11 couple of different texts, actually. This one is from Proverbs 6, 6 to 11. It says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares bread in the summer and gathers her food to harvest. in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard, when you arise from your sleep? A little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, like an, 
and want like an armed man. And there was one other text I wanted to read you from 1 Timothy 4.6. It says, For while, the bo- while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Um, and it may seem, those two texts might not seem to tie together, and they might not even directly seem to tie to what I was just talking about or what we were just talking about here, but think about it in this way. Um, it's good for us to be prepared for unexpected circumstances or emergencies. Um, And we need to do that by doing the work to prepare. But it's also good for us to be prepared from a spiritual perspective. If you're faced with challenges and temptations, where's your exit? Where's your spiritual exit? Have you studied the word? Are you in a close enough walk with Christ that he you have that connection with him, with his spirit, that in a time of temptation, his voice can speak in your mind, that the spirit can speak to your heart and guide you out of that situation. Are you prepared in that, in that way? And also, um, are we doing the things that we need to do to be prepared? Just like it talks about the ant doing the work and being ready for the harvest, are we doing the, the spiritual work so that we're prepared, so that we're ready for the harvest? So just keep those things in mind. Sylvia, you can turn on the lights behind you, please. Just one other thing I wanted to mention and failed to do so when I had my time here. Why we do the safety Sabbath, it is highly recommended by the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists that you would dedicate at least one week of worship time to uh, the safety Sabbath. And also by our uh, insurance company, which is Church Mutual out of Merrill up here. And then just one last thing. If you are thinking, yeah, 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 guys, I've heard all this before. Good. You're getting it. All right, that's, that's the end of our service this morning. We're going to sing our closing song. If you'll turn with me in your hymnals, it's number 88. In any emergency, I think we need the mighty power of God, so let's sing about it.
Bow your heads, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Sabbath. We thank you for the gift of life for another day, and we thank you for the ability that you have given us, the, the minds that we have to think and to try and prepare for unexpected circumstances. And as we think about that and prepare for that, Father, we just ask that you would also help us to think about um, the fact that we don't know the day or the hour when you're going to come, that we don't know what situations might arise, we don't know what temptations might arise, but we do know that if we study and spend time with you, and that if we focus on you and on your word and building a relationship with you, that we'll be prepared no matter what the circumstances, that you will be there with us to take us through it, to give us the strength that we need to be able to be prepared. And Father, we just ask that you would be with us and guide us as we go out this week, that you would bless us and be with each one of us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.